Welcome back to Share Your Voice, the podcast that proves kindness can be an adventure. And I'm your host, Cassidy Miller. Today's guest describes himself as a husband, father, business owner, and ultra-endurance athlete and adventurer. He's completed over 110 marathons in 35-plus states, completed an ultra-marathon on all seven continents, even climbing the highest mountain on six of the seven continents. His resume of adventure is very long, but his real claim to fame is more than just a stat or a medal. His passion for helping others, combining epic events with worthy causes, has raised thousands of dollars. Though his athleticism is certainly enviable, it is his kindness that shines the brightest. Please welcome Frank Fumick to the show. First, before we begin, I want to remind our audience why your name may seem so familiar. Your grandmother, at 106 years old, was known as the internet's oldest influencer, with some videos reaching over 2 million views. Grandma Anginga appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Steve Harvey Show, and even had a movie made about them. Their tell-it-like-it-is attitude resonated with so many people. I think it was your sister who said, When you get older, you are sometimes forgotten. By showing the world the laughter, it's helped to illustrate just how valuable older people are. What prompted you to start publishing their shenanigans? And how did that experience with social media shape your personal mission? Oh, gosh. So, yeah, you know, it was nothing that we had ever, you know, planned out or thought about. And we certainly had absolutely no idea that it would take off like it did and blow up and and they would become such a sensation. Well, I mean, we'd always been taking little videos of them just because they always made us laugh and we would text them amongst our family, um, you know, to make each other laugh. And then when um, Sheila and my mom, our mom passed away, geez, maybe seven years ago now. And my grandma and Ginga came to visit for the funeral and Ginga was afraid to stay in my mom's house. So I went down, I would go down and sleep with them at night in the house and I, and I would take videos. I mean, even during my mom's funeral, you know, just by them interacting, it was hilarious. And so I'd take videos and share them with my sister. And I, and one day I just decided to put one up on my personal Facebook page and people just went crazy. So I, I shared a handful or two and then I, you know, I was getting friend requests from people all over the world. And, and that's when it dawned on me, wow, maybe we should start their own Facebook page. <laughs> and so that's kind of how it started. They sound like real characters and certainly a great launching point for your social media future. Your new claim to fame is linked directly to becoming an extreme athlete. You've traveled all over the world participating in some of the most physically and mentally challenging adventures, recently reaching the Denali Summit, the highest peak in North America. What is it that drives you to seek out extreme conditions? Well, that's a tough question. I'm not sure I can fully explain it. I think I do have a an incredible drive. Um, lots of people ask me that. I'm, I, I think that's something you're just either born with or you're not. I, I mean, from as far back as I can remember, I always 
was driven to try my hardest, you know, no matter what it was, sports as a young kid or, or reading books. I wanted to read the most books in elementary school and I wanted to, um, you know, walk the most miles that we kept track of them as a little kid. And I wanted to do the most laps around the field. And uh, as I got older, when I started to work, you know, it, it I was always driven to work super hard. And, um, you know, everyone else, all my friends said there was eight hours in a working day, but I thought, well, there's, you know, it's 24 hours in a day. We can certainly work more than eight. So it sort of spanned all aspects of my life. And then when I discovered running and racing, um, the first race I ever did was a marathon. And immediately um, I just wanted to see how far I could run. And I just kept doing longer and harder and crazier. Uh, up to this day, I've just always, um, you know, it's just been something inside me that's, that's made me push myself. And it's not something that I consciously think about. It's just sort of what I'm like. Yeah. I'm, what are your experiences like when you go on these races? I know it must be tough because you have to go miles after miles. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, some of them are, are incredibly tough. I'd say the, the hardest one I ever did was the bike race called uh, RAM, Race Across America, mm -hmm. in which we started in Oceanside, California and biked east like 3,000 some miles in 12 days. And because <clears throat> I'm really not that talented, I mean, I'm just like an average physically talented person. And so for a race like that, where I, I was competing with like the greatest cyclists on the planet, I had to give up my sleep to to make up for my lack of speed. And so I was cycling like 20 plus hours a day and just sleeping a couple. And I, I mean, you know, the sleep deprivation alone on top of pedaling for 20 some hours a day was just, it was, it was insane. And, you know, half the time I didn't even know where I was or who I was. But um, when you put yourself in those situations, um, you know, where every ounce of, being wants to stop, but you know, your mind tells your body to keep going. It's, um, it's something that, you know, 99% of people have never experienced. And you really learn a lot about yourself when you're out there and really no one cares if you quit or finish except you. Yeah. So you really, you really have to push yourself and it, it takes you to places that, that, um, most people have never experienced. And do you get breaks? How does this work? Like, do you just like go straight with everything? Well, like that, that particular race, yeah, you could break whenever you want. I mean, the clock starts when you start the race and it ends 12 days later. So it's up to you when you want to take a break. But, you know, if that particular race, I had to average like, I think it was 260 some miles a day. So I obviously would take little breaks, but I wouldn't, I would try not to sleep until I had gotten my 260 yeah. some miles but yeah i mean all races are different running races are you know a whole different ball game and um you know each present their own challenges and uh i mean myself as i mentioned i'm not that physically talented so when i decide to do one of these things i have to just train and train and train and it's really like a full-time job um you know on top of my actual job so it, it requires an incredible amount of determination and uh, sacrifice and drive to, um, yeah, to do them. 
Yeah, so you have to train before you actually do these races, right? You can't just like go in there and say, you know, I'm just going to run this many miles or. Oh, no, my goodness. No, of course not. Yeah, for like for the, um, the Denali climb you mentioned, I probably trained for six to eight months. And I have a, sta- I have a little gym in my house. I have a Stairmaster <laughs> and, a, and a treadmill. Mm-hmm. And I would throw on like a 75-pound pack and spend hours you know, climbing up the incline or on the Stairmaster, or I'd walk around my neighborhood and wear the pack and I'd have a, a tire attached to a, a rope behind me and I'd pull that at the same time. And I would do it for hours a day for, you know, months on end. So it was um, an incredible amount of training. Weightlifting, yeah, you, you definitely uh, cannot just show up and expect to finish any of these things. Yeah, that's crazy. That's really incredible what you're doing. This number probably grows by the day, but I've read your adventures have helped to raise more than a quarter of a million dollars for individuals in need. Most of the individuals you help, you never even met. Why have you decided to tie so many of your athletic endeavors to bring awareness to special causes? What motivates you to give back, and how do you go about choosing who to support? Well, you know, I started, um, the whole charity efforts began after the Boston Marathon bombings. And um, I didn't, fortunately, I didn't know anyone that was injured in that. I had friends running, uh, but Mm -hmm. I was incredibly moved at the, well, first of all, the little boy that got got killed. And, um, you know, I just wanted to do something about it. I I was so angry that the whole thing happened and that us as Americans were, scared of terrorism. And, and so I decided to raise money for that little boy's family, Martin Richard. And, um, anyway, I, I did a a long run here and we raised over $26,000 and then we decided to actually run from DC to Boston and raise more money. And it was along that, I think like four day run where we met total strangers and would come out to our RV and just donate money and buy us pizza. And we had so many people following. I think we ended up raising close to $80,000 uh, for That's that. Awesome. We gave, yeah. Yes. Thank you. We gave half to Jeff Bowman, who was the young man that lost both his legs and the other half to Martin Richard and his family. Uh-huh. And it was such an incredible experience. And so many people followed it and got involved and donated and I, I felt that I actually sort of found my calling. You know, I could couple my hobby of doing extreme races and help people along the way. And admittedly, you know, usually these things I do are, are a pretty selfish pursuit. I mean, spending all this time training and away from my family and work and sacrificing what I would really enjoy doing to yeah, train and, and yeah. you know, spend as much t- all this time, I thought, it would um, it would make it a little more meaningful to to help people along the way, and um, with my social media, you know, I seem to have a pretty passionate following, and people enjoy um, sort of me just being honest and raw and just telling it like it is, and and uh, so yeah, it's really nice to give back, and and now that I I have kids of my own, when I hear stories about you know kids with cancer, those are those are the causes that really hit my heart and that I, I have helped uh, numerous times. Uh, but, you know, total strangers send me like send me messages and ask me, Hey, you know, read this or follow them and, and, you know, see what you think. 
and I, I don't go, I never go out and seek anything. It's really from someone sends, sends something to me, a cause, and it just sort of hits my heart, right? And I decide that I want to help them and, and um, you know, that I'll choose like a crazy race and, and start raising money. And yeah, actually, at this point, I think I've, I've raised close to a half a million dollars for various causes. So it's been a pretty incredible run. So has anybody come back to you and say, wow, this has changed my life so much. Thank you for what you're doing. Has anybody like told you that in person? Well, oh, yeah, of course. I mean, not so much in person because, you know, mostly it's messages. I, I yeah. mean, there's not a week that goes by that I don't get a message from a total stranger telling me, hey, they followed this and um, it really blew them away. And now they're going to, you know, either start getting better shape or they're going to help someone yeah, I mean, I've gotten probably hundreds of messages over the last handful of years from total strangers telling me how moved they were and, um, you know, how happy they were to help. And they're going to try to do something similar or people asking me, you know, how can they do it? That that type of stuff. So, yeah, not, I mean, not to mention the actual families that we've raised money for. Those folks' uh, lives are definitely changed. What are some of the causes you support? Because I know you mentioned the Boston bombing and childhood cancer. Are there any others? Yeah, well, quite a few of them are kids with cancer. Um, I also raised money for a, a local young man, Ryan Divney, who was who was beat up at his college, West Virginia University, That's and horrible. left in a vegetative state. And his dad basically quit his job and cared for Ryan twenty four seven. And so my first attempt. Um, when I biked across the country, I did not make it all the way. I stopped about 500 miles short, and but I raised like 100. I raised 100 thousand dollars for his care, which was just phenomenal. Um, but mostly, it's been kids with cancer. I've raised um, just odds and ends, uh, you know, for other little causes. But generally, it was that one, and and kids kids with cancer really, you know, does something to me, and I and I like to help my. My nephew, actually, when he was, he's 30 now, when he was 25, he was diagnosed with leukemia. So while he wasn't my own child, we have a very close family and I saw what my, my sister and their family were going through. And so that really brought me in touch with the, um, the kids with cancer movement. So I'd like to, but, but Jason beat his cancer, which is fantastic. That's really uh, awesome. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to help people that, you know, aren't as fortunate or that are going through it now. Yeah, that's incredible what you're doing. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. With social media such a big part of our lives, what advice do you have for others who might want to use their platform to spread kindness and awareness to special causes? Is there anything specific we should take into consideration that you may point out? That's a good question. I, like I think I mentioned, I do get tons of messages from people asking me, you know, they want to raise money. How can they do it? And, you know, there's no magic pill to it. I, I guess. The one thing I would say is just be be yourself and be genuine. You know, don't try to pretend you're you're something you're not. I think one of the reasons I have such a, a a large and passionate following is that I'm honest and I am who I am. I'm just an average guy. I'm not a professional athlete by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. And you know, when I do these things, just about everything that could possibly go wrong goes wrong. I think that's one of the reasons people can relate to it because it's almost as if any normal person or average person that's following, if they were to choose to do this, this is kind of how, how I, how it goes for me is sort of how it would go for them. And I think like when you watch a professional athlete, you can't really relate to it just because they're so incredible. Yeah. But 
Um, so just to be um, honest and uh, tell it like it is, but and you, but you know, it takes some um, some years probably of developing a following. I mean, if you've got a hundred followers and you put a, a campaign on your Facebook page, you know, it's not it's it's going to struggle. So you've either got to find people with a following to to take up the cause with you or to share your cause, um, but also it's important to like, if you're going to raise money for cancer, even if it's not for an individual person, I always tell people to pick someone with cancer, you know, and highlight their story. Try right. the key is yeah. to make it as personal as possible. And people like to know uh, where their money's going. So if you are going to donate it to a specific person, you know, introduce the person, tell people about their struggle, you know, go, if you can go visit them, you know, share, share that type of stuff online and people will get just like I do people will get emotionally attached to it and they'll they'll feel like they're part of it and they'll want to get involved and help so you make it as personal as possible um, you know share it as best you can and um, and the other thing is I guess doing something kind of crazy I mean lots of people say hey why don't you just have like a golf tournament or something and uh, at some point I, I probably will when I get older but I feel like, you know, you kind of have, at least that's my mentality. I feel like I kind of have to earn it and I have to sort of put myself in, in pain and earn people's money. Um, and so, um, and also to get attention, I mean, no one's going to donate a hundred dollars if I run a, a 5k race that I'm going to be done right. in 30 minutes. But if I'm going to run a 135 mile race, it's going to take me, you know, 48 hours and I'm going to, have blisters and, you know, pa th those are the kind of thing you need to do something dramatic to get as many eyes on it as you can. So those are a few tips I would give people. Yeah. You just got to put yourself out there. You use social media for good, not negativity. Exactly. You got to keep it positive. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure getting to know you. Thank you so much, Cassidy. I really enjoyed it. To keep up with Frank and all his adventures, visit frankfumic.com or check out his Instagram at frankfumic. Thanks again, Frank. Thank you so much.